We're fantastic. But speaking of OUSA, uh, I've got Paul Hunter here, president of uh, that exact thing. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Mm-hmm. Enjoying the crispness of the day? Yeah, the weather's changed a bit, hasn't it, since uh, last semester? So. Uh, just a little bit, <laughs> yeah. just a little bit. I hope that everybody uh, went home and visited Nana and got some knitting while they were away and brought it back with them. Exactly, uh, exactly. It looks like we're in for a cold one over the next few, next few wee while. Uh, that's, you know, that's fine. That's what we're used to. And they've got good heating here at the university. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're cold, if your flat's cold, just head on down and get some free internet in the library. Yep, the, yep. The, or head on into uh, the recreation centre. That's exactly well, right. Where $3 lunch. That's right. Have a sauna. That will yep, warm you yep, right yep, up. Yep, it would, it would. Yeah, all the things there. Even, you know, if you're really cold and uh, you want to heat your body up really fast, just go and ask to have a shower. <laughs> exactly. Sure, fantastic exactly. showers there. I had one last week because our uh, hot water cylinder broke. But anyway, we're not here to talk about me and my um, cleanliness. We're here to talk about what is going on with the changes to the university councils. Now, of course, the government brought in some changes earlier on this year, um, and basically it's up to the universities themselves to decide how the councils will be run, who sits on it and whatnot, and I guess the process is happening now here at the Otago University. So tell us a little bit about what's going on. Um, so, so the draft constitution, uh, which says what the new council will look like, uh, went out for consultation uh, just before everyone's doing exams. Yeah, of course. Uh, and we had over 300 people submitting in favour of uh, retaining two students. Mm-hmm. Uh, the draft constitution has just one student. Yeah. Um, and the reason we're advocating for two students, well, there are a few reasons, but in particular, the University of Otago is really unique in the fact it's a destination and residential university. So at other universities, like for a lot of students, it's just what happens inside the lecture theatre uh, and the academic side, which matters most. But yeah. Otago being made up of students from outside of Dunedin has to cater to them 24 hours, seven days a week. So it's everything that happens in both actually the campus and the city as a whole, mm. which students also make up a big part of. So because of that, it's really important that the university uh, and the city uh, reflect modern student views. And that that can be on a whole range of things, because the reason why council is really important compared to, say, any other bog-standard committee at uni is that you can essentially raise anything. Yeah. You can talk about anything from academic policies and in terms of like plagiarism and how to best ensure students are catered well for that, or it could be talking about Hyde Street. It's it's everything uh, that happens at council, yeah. uh, and you're able to raise it quickly there, and so that's why it's really important there's uh, two students there. Just what one other really important to note is that the student body is very large and diverse. There's 18,000 uh, plus students here at any given time. It's actually quite hard for just one person um, to represent the entirety of yep. that, that large student body. Staff in the proposed constitution have uh, two proposed positions and, and we're entirely supportive of that. Um, but we would say given there's um, between three to 4,000 staff at any given time, um, for students, if there's 18,000 of us, there should be at least two representatives on the council. Yeah, the council as a whole is being shrunk as well, right? That's correct. So it's currently a 17-person council and it has to go down to 12 because of the uh, law you referred to in your introduction. Yeah, yeah. So it has to go down to the uh, to 12 so so therefore if we had two members we'd have one one sixth of the um of the council um now the government says you know these changes are needed um because we need the university to be competitive 
uh, in an international climate. You basically uh, a university is almost almost like a corporate now. Um, and do you think that they fear, and the council fears as well, that if uh, there's too much student representation and uh, the arguing for student rights, uh, it won't make. Uh, and then they have to give concessions to students. It won't make the university look attractive to as attractive to overseas students. I don't think our council are concerned about that. That might be the concern of the minister. Yeah. Uh, but it's certainly not the concern of the council. What we would say is that uh, what students want and making the university competitive are actually the same thing. They're not mm-hmm. mutually exclusive um, because. The average age of a council member is generally 40 plus. Yeah. Uh, they come from a dem- de- demographic, a different time period. And it's not that students are smarter or that they're smarter. We just simply have a different perspective. Mm. But that's the perspective which matters most because ultimately you need students at this university. You need students to enjoy their time at this university. You need students to stay on for as long as possible at this university for the university to be competitive. So we don't see those two aspects uh, being a good university and accommodating to students as mutually exclusive. In fact, we think they're one of the same. But let's look at the terms of design studies a few years back, uh, getting rid of design studies, uh, students on the council, uh, you know, and all students as a whole put up a big uh, hoo-ha about it. Of course they did because it's um, getting rid of that kind of stuff uh, and getting rid of the cultural-based element of, of um, uh, well, the arts culture-based elements of a university, I think, is, is, is a bad thing. But um, in, in terms of, of uh, monetary uh, ways, you know, they, they weren't really doing well off that, um, so they got they got rid of it. You know, they they culled the academia that wasn't doing very well. Now, and and, and that will make it easier if there's less representation from the university uh, from the students on the council. So, and 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 that way, um, uh, it is a monetary type thing. Do you know what I mean? I probably don't know what I mean to be honest. I do. Well, I, I think there is a distinction between making a decision because of financial stri- yeah. constraints and making it because it's competitive. So the argument there is whether those particular subjects are something that are valuable, and students in that instance were arguing they are valuable because that um, arts and culture and music scene, you know, is sort of part of Dunedin. Is actually the reason why a lot of people come down here. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in yeah. the first place. But that's what I mean. Um, Will those decisions be any different? Look, the, the, the point is we're not arguing to take over council. No. We're arguing to have, have two, two people there. Um, so I don't, I'm not sure whether it would be necessarily easier or harder, but what it would mean is that council would at least hear the student perspective much more effectively, mm-hmm. which even if they ultimately disagree, still means they're more likely to go about carrying out that decision or the process of that in a much more uh, student-friendly way, which is still ultimately... Um, to the benefit of the university as a whole. Yeah. Well, um, what are the require? Um, wh- how do students get elected onto the uh, council? It, well, whose decision is it? Who makes it onto the council? Yeah. So it's important to understand the context of this. So under compulsory student membership, mm-hmm. uh, my understanding is that it was automatically the OUSA president, yeah. and it was someone else on the executive who I'm not sure whether it was of the president's choosing or there was some process for that. Now when the legislation changed to voluntary student membership, there was some technicality in there which meant that the university thought they were obliged to hold um, separate elections Mm -hmm. for those positions. So over the last two, three years, uh, there have been elections which typically run after the OUSA elections. Now what will happen under the new constitution um, is 
a bit, well, at the moment it's proposed that it's the OUSA president. We would probably, uh, in the, we would probably add that it should be the OUSA president or someone of they choose, if someone else was better suited to be on council. Yeah. Um, when we're advocating for that second position, um, it'll be interesting to see what discussion happens around there in terms of how that, that's selected. Um, but we would generally be advocating for it to be something that is, again, student uh, at least elected or picked rather than by the council. So Vic have just released uh, their proposed council. It has two students, but both of them are to be selected by the council itself. Yeah. So when we're advocating for our second student, we would be looking to have some form of student control over who that second person is. Yeah, because of course, um, I mean, they can build a council by design in that terms. If they can pick, if they can pick and choose whoever they want, they can pick and choose people that will they would think would agree with them on, on matters. Mm. So it's important to note that under the old. Uh, Old count. Oh, sorry. On, on the new council, there's a new sort of group who's going to be on council, which is called people who are elected by skills or governance experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that does not exist at the moment on the on the current council, um, and that group is likely to be um, appointed by council itself. Um, so you are right that there is the potential for a sort of homogenous yeah. viewpoint if 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 there. Um, is too many of those types and what we're advocating for is that the second student should be instead of a fourth based skills appointment we think a second student brings significantly more benefit to the one student already on there than the eighth uh, skills based slash governance yeah. appointment does to the people already on there because the four ministerial appointments are effectively skill based already yeah but under the the new uh, changes from the government they all all Everybody has to have some kind of skill-based government, government uh, skills base. Right? Well, not necessarily. No, no, because at the moment, like, there's still room for staff representatives and uh, a student rep in the proposed constitution. Yeah. So it's it's a question of how you interpret that legislation, saying skills and governance. It's not a a. It, we haven't been completely abolished by the legislation. It just gives a direction towards those skills slash governance positions. Okay. Well, with with. With there being twelve members, and um, and therefore, you, um, you know, with one one student member on it, obviously it'd be one, uh, and there'll be against, well, not against, but then there'll be eleven uh, members, four from from uh, from the government, and then the rest from uh, the university. Uh, will one more student make a difference? I think in terms of a student voice, I think it will. In terms of getting things done for the students that the students want. Yeah. So what I, the really important point to appreciate is that. The other council members, except for the students, are on there for a much longer period of time. Mm -hmm. They've had a lot more real-world real world experience. The benefit of a second student to the first student is that they're able to talk together before meetings, they're able to communicate with all the other councillors much more easily, with yeah. one more of them. They're able to talk after meetings and, and sort of give feedback to each other because um, that you know the way boards or any kind of executive meetings run it's as much as what happens outside the yeah. actual discussion in terms of preparing for it which matters and because students are comparatively less experienced having a second student will significantly increase the quality and effectiveness of the input that students give do you really see it um listening the student voice on the council really affecting student numbers in the day no do you do you think um that people really care i mean it's like for, for years in other um, situations, uh, unions have been uh, and uh, workers' representatives have been eroded for many years, but people still want jobs. So people still want to get want to get degrees. So whether or not there's people students on the student council, 
um, I can't imagine it's going to stop people from coming here or make any difference at all. Over the, look, look, you're right. Like in the short run, it's not like I'm not. Well, our argument is not that students go to council, they say something, and and because of what they say, suddenly a whole lot more people come here. But it's over time, the input and ability of council to hear what students think is really important, mm -hmm. even if those decisions are just on the margin, because. Say, for example, how people uh, experience their flats or residential colleges yeah. and the feedback they take back to their friends is really important in terms of determining whether they come here. So council needs to hear what students yeah. think on those matters. And so um, 9,000 students won't disappear if there's just one student. Yeah. But over time, Otago could become comparatively less um, well-off compared to other universities without the student input given it is a, of particular importance to this university yeah well we've been telling we've been telling them we've been cold in our flats for many years and nothing's <laughs> been done so hopefully um you know hopefully that will change but who knows well um so so what's the plan where do we go from here how do we um get our voice on this matter heard to the council uh, and to the university now so what we're doing at the moment <coughs> is collecting signatures on petitions they're located at main reception, the recreation centre and student support. Um, with the Clubs and Societies Day um, today, yep. uh, there is a barbecue happening with that uh, and there will also be petitions there. Um, on Tuesday uh, at 2pm in the council chambers is when the next meeting is. We're asking um, those who are interested in supporting two students to come to that meeting. Um, it's not in a way to be disrupted but just to have a big presence there to show that uh, that this is an, an important issue for students and that yep. they want to people on council. Not destructive anymore. Where's our bulls? Where's our protests? We well, used to do it and we used <coughs> to get shit done, boy. Like, I'm telling you, like, we need to really march with our feet. Exactly, yeah, and, and, and we, we, we need to get as many people there as possible. I mean, one thing to point out is that compared to other councils, um, Otago's is historically quite... Um, collegial. So even on yep. those ones where you're saying we get gains, that was often by the students um, having, you know, working in conjunction with other members of the council. Um, so it's really important to demonstrate that and demonstrate that students um, take their role on council uh, very seriously. Um, ultimately, council will decide whether we keep two students or not. Yeah. Um, so we want to um, put put our best foot forward to get that. Yeah, so we want to, yeah, I, I get what you mean, but, you know, let's go sleep in the register building that we used to. Uh, no, let's not do that. All right, so get out there, sign those forms. They're, they're all over the place um, uh, for the next few days. Sign the petition. Uh, we've got one up, up here at Radio 1 as well. Um, but uh, clubs clubs day today, uh, rec centre, OUSA building, everywhere else, and go to, um, go to that meeting on Tuesday. Uh, I'm sure we'll be able to find more information about those kinds of things on the OUSA website. Yeah, and the OUSA Facebook page in particular yeah. will be providing updates over the next few days. Mm -hmm. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, um, good luck. Best of luck. Let's hope the council sees uh, sense and sees that it's important uh, to get, um, you know, we are the ones that come. We're the ones that keep this place going. We're the ones that keep people coming back. So we should have a voice. Cool, cool. Thanks very much right. for having Thank us on, Jenny. Oh, good to go. Thank you very much, Paul. Right, that was Paul Hunt, OUSA President. Getting behind it, it's very important that our voice is heard um, no matter where it is.